Jack O'Connor said, don't ever read a paper. You're kind of thinking, why did he say that? Or what did he mean by that? Or does he rate him higher than me? It opens up something that you do not want opened. You the only have to be thing Intercounty players should be looking at or listening to is the football podcast. <laughs> Wherever you get your podcasts. OTB's Rugby Daily with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered to your door. Deliveroo. Food. We get it. Welcome to Tuesday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack. On the way, the latest on Greg McWilliams' status as Ireland women's head coach. We also get the latest on Jonathan Sexton's fitness from the man himself. The financial crisis at London Irish is deepening and a French great has announced his impending retirement. Rugby Daily is brought to you in partnership with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered to your door. Deliveroo. Food. We get it. First up, at the time of recording, uncertainty continues to hover over Ireland women's head coach Greg McWilliams. The Irish Independent reported last night that McWilliams had informed some Ireland players that his time in charge was at an end. The IRFU released a short statement this afternoon, neither confirming nor denying his departure. In it, they wrote, The IRFU can confirm that it is in discussion with Greg McWilliams and until these discussions are concluded, no further comment will be made. Ireland ended the Six Nations with the wooden spoon with defeat to Scotland just over a week ago. They scored only three tries throughout the course of the competition, conceding an Irish record of 167 points. McWilliams took over from Adam Griggs in December of 2021, having been part of Philip Doyle's coaching staff when Ireland won the 2013 Grand Slam and reached a World Cup semi-final the following year. If he is going, he leaves Ireland at their lowest ebb and in Tier 3 of the Women's 15 competition. Now to some better news. Jonathan Sexton says he's properly on the road to recovery. The Ireland captain had his season ended prematurely by a groin injury and Sexton spoke with our Ashling O'Reilly today at the launch of the International Rugby Experience in Limerick. You're focusing on your recovery and getting back. Do you have a timeline when you think you might get back? Um, like my goal is to be back fully added in pre-season from day one uh, so that's the goal I've set for myself and with the physios and kind of told them that's what we need to be doing um, you know there was I spoke to Josh uh, who had a similar injury uh, a few years ago and he got back in like nine weeks and so I was like oh maybe you know if we got to the URC final it could maybe but uh, I think my age might go against me a little bit on that one so uh, the surgeon said no uh, I'd go and so aim for whatever 19th of June we're back to pre-season so my goal is to be back fully fit and flying it then were you hoping to get back for the Champions Cup final well obviously when I hurt myself that's why uh, when I heard it against England and I was coming off the pitch I was really concerned about you know finishing with Leinster you know playing for Leinster has meant a lot to me over the years and I was you know asking the doc you know, when will I get back? Will I get back for the end of the season? And uh, he knew at the time, no. Uh, so he was kind of like, we'll talk about it tomorrow. And uh, so, look, it's been uh, look very disappointing. But hopefully the lads can uh, go on and achieve something special, which will be winning, you know, the Champions Cup. I think that's the first final. And then uh, hopefully we can get to the URC as well. We'll have more from that launch in a while. But before that, Tyg Byrne could make his first appearance in nearly three months in Munster's URC quarterfinal away to Glasgow on Saturday. The versatile forward has returned to team training this week, having undergone surgery on an ankle injury sustained in February's win over France in the Six Nations. Orgy Snyman has completed the return to play protocols and will also be back in the fold this week. Niall Scannell's back from a shoulder injury, while Roman Salanoa and Chris Moore are back after neck complaints. However, Keith Earls will miss the trip to Scottstoun after he suffered a groin injury against the Cell Sea Sharks. Paddy Patterson won't play again until next season after undergoing surgery on his ACL, while Liam O'Connor has undergone neck surgery.
Connacht will be boosted by the returns of Mac Hansen and Bundyaki for their URC quarterfinal with Ulster. Both Grand Slam winners missed the final round defeat away to Glasgow due to illness. However, the likes of Shane Bolton, Conor Fitzgerald and Gavin Thornbury all remain absent. The financial crisis at London Irish has deepened still further. The Premiership Club have failed to pay their players and staff on time for the month of April. In late March, it was reported that the Exiles' prospective new American owners would cover that month's payroll. Players were reportedly called to a meeting today where it was hoped confirmation of April's pay would be forthcoming after promises it would land by Monday proved to be false. London Irish are £30 million in debt and in grave danger of following Worcester and Wasps out of the English top flight due to financial woes. Morgan Parra has announced he's to retire from rugby. The scrum half will turn 35 in November and is currently with Stade Francais, who he joined from Clermont last summer. Parra says a knee injury sustained at the start of this season and again in March have informed his decision to quit. He'll join the Stade coaching staff in the summer. A goal-kicking scrum half, Parra won 71 caps for France, scored nearly 400 points for them and was a top 14 winner on two occasions with Clermont. Let's go back to O'Connell Street in Limerick and today's launch of the International Rugby Experience. World Cup winning Springbok Brian Habana was part of the star-studded guest list there today. He told our Ashling O'Reilly that the Heineken Champions Cup final clash of Leinster and La Rochelle could have added significance. So I think this Heineken Champions Cup final is a potential precursor to what we might see come I think it's the 28th or 29th of October You know when that Rugby World Cup final happens and the rugby prowess has definitely moved up north. You have Ireland uh, after an incredible Grand Slam uh, earlier this year. France winning 12 out of 12 last year, beating the top teams in the world you know, in, in one calendar year, which was incredibly impressive. So you feel that this French team you know, have everything behind them to go on and do something no French side has ever done before win it. You feel this Irish side has something um, that no Irish side has ever done before, and that's progressed past a quarter-final stage. So... It does set up a World Cup that, in my opinion, is probably going to be the toughest to win in any World Cup you know, we've ever seen. You probably have, you know, realistically, six teams on their day that you know, can go through a seven-week period and win a Rugby World Cup, which is, I think, a great place as a rugby purist to be in because every moment is just going to be you know, literally edge-of-your-seat type stuff. You've got an opening game, France-New Zealand, that is going to be phenomenal. And then you have a quarter-final lineup where three of the top five teams in the world don't progress to a semi-final. So with my heart, I really can hope that the South African team going in as defending champions, very much under the radar and potentially as underdogs, can, much like 2019, do something spectacular, You know, become the first team to win back-to-back Rugby World Cups for you know, a South African team. But you know, they're going to come up against some pretty stiff opposition, both in their pool against Ireland and Scotland and then against New Zealand or France in a, in a quarter-final, which is going to make it tough. So... I'm extremely excited. I really do think it's almost too difficult to call a winner because mm-hmm. on their day, literally the top six teams in the world at the moment you know, can do something special. And finally today, Ashling spoke with Ireland coach Paul O'Connell and with Grand Slam celebrations now firmly in the rearview mirror, his sole focus is now on the World Cup in September. You know, we, we have a pre-season to get ready for now, which is something we normally don't have to do as a coaching staff. Normally the clubs or the provinces do the pre-seasons for the players, so we're back to work pretty quickly preparing for that. And, um, um, uh, you know, and that's something that's new for me. You know, I've never done a World Cup pre-season before, so there's a good bit of planning goes into that. And, um, you know, we're busy with that, but it's enjoyable as well. 
And as a coach looking to the World Cup, is it excitement? Is it nerves? Anticipation? What do you feel like? Yeah, it's a it's sport. You're always nervous. But, yeah, we're very excited. You know, we've a great group of players. Um, you know, we've, we've you know pretty good continuity in what we do in terms of the playing group, the coaching group, and how we want to play the game. And we just need to make sure we evolve and keep getting better now. And... Uh, um, so yeah, it's excitement, excitement. <laughs> I don't know what I'm letting myself in for. You know, you're trying to prepare some of the challenges we have. You know, where you have a game, you have a game on on, on Saturday, and you you don't know who you're going to be playing the following Monday because normally you get your prep done in the week before or the weeks before. So that's going to be a challenge for the coaching group. You know. Um, um, and that's going to be a new challenge for me but yeah I'm very excited looking forward to it Brilliant and tonight will you get to enjoy some time with the, the rest of the guys here? Yeah we're meeting up with, with some of them um, this evening we're, we're having dinner just to thank them for coming and uh, uh, for making the effort because it is a big effort a lot of them travel a lot in their work so to come over here has just been great Paul O'Connell there that's it for today's Rugby Daily don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed for all of our rugby podcasts first My name is Richie McCormack. I'll have more Rugby Daily for you with thanks to Deliveroo tomorrow.